This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I mean, join. I'm joined by the hardest working man and most interesting man on the internet, Fabrizio Romano. It is my favorite time of the week, getting the opportunity to chat with Fabrizio. So, que golazo begins right now. Welcome, everybody. Ian Joy with Fabrizio Romano. Fabrizio, before we get started, first and foremost, it's been a busy week for you. I thought you were going to get some rest, but it's not the case. Busy, busy, always busy. Hi, my friend, always a pleasure to be here and hi to all the friends of, of Kegolazo. And yes, it's been busy. Many things are happening, as we mentioned, for directors and not only, also some free transfer. And so things are always happening on the transfer market. <laughs> all right, we're calling all Chelsea fans. And even if you're one that likes to laugh at Chelsea Football Club, this one's for you. Let us begin. So Chelsea were trying to convince Christoph Freund to become their new director of football. Freund is responsible for helping Red Bull system, Red Bull Salzburg in particular, scout, develop, and then potentially sell on superstar players for big, big money. And yesterday, after we thought a deal was done with Chelsea to become director of football, it all fell through. So Fabrizio, please give us the inside scoop as to what happened. Crazy story. Crazy story, really, because on Sunday afternoon, on, on Saturday, there was a final meeting. And on Sunday afternoon, everything was agreed uh, between uh, Chelsea and Crystal Freund. Everything was ready. They were preparing the documents to be signed, the long-term contract. It was a five-year deal. So there was a plan. There was a project. Everything was ready, really, between Freund and, uh, and Chelsea. They were just waiting for the final green light from Red Bull Salzburg. But Freud himself told Red Bull Salzburg he wanted to leave. He wanted to try a new chapter. So... It was considered just a matter of time. And then what happened? That uh, it was not only Christoph Freund to join Chelsea, but also some other people into the Red Bull group to help him with the scouting system, uh, with a group system that Chelsea wanted to build around Christoph Freund as director. And so into the Red Bull group, they were not so happy with the general situation. Uh, it was mm, Freund, only Freund, okay, could be the case. But if there are many people joining Chelsea from the Red Bull group, they were not so happy with that kind of solution. So on Monday, there was a crazy morning with Red Bull group uh, fighting against this decision, trying to speak to Christoph Freund and to change his mind on the whole situation, to give him uh, the power he already has, but more power on the Red Bull group, on the Red Bull project. And this is what happened, that in 24, 48 hours, everything collapsed. Uh, Red Bull Group told Christian Freund they were not going to accept uh, his decision to go to Chelsea. Uh, he accepted uh, Red Bull Group position, so he's going to be focused, as he mentioned yesterday. Uh, he confirmed, yes, Chelsea wanted me. It was a serious possibility. We had talks, but in the end, I'm staying at uh, Red Bull Salzburg. 
And so it collapsed. Uh, it's a crazy story. It's a crazy story because it was really done. It's not the first time with Chelsea. It happened with players. We know Rafinha, Kunde during the summer, how many of these stories we had. And now it's happening with, uh, with the director. So not an easy moment uh, for, for Chelsea in the director situation because they wanted to have it as soon as possible. Now they will restart conversations, but Freund will stay at Red Bull Salzburg. Big surprise. Yeah, it is a big surprise. And yesterday, this was the statement that Freund released. He said that when a club like Chelsea is interested in you, it's a big honor, not just for you, but also for the work of the club in general. But I've come to the conclusion that FC Red Bull Salzburg is the best place for me. We're in the middle of a very intense phase and have important tasks to do in the Bundesliga, Cup and Champions League. That is where my whole focus and concentrations need to be and are on. Now, I always found it very interesting and we talked about this a few days ago that Red Bull would allow this move to happen. I mean, Fab, when you look at the whole system, Red Bull system in general, they're trying to compete with City Football Group and when you look at what they have done, it's been amazing. I mean, the system is incredible. The scouting is incredible. I can only imagine that the work that Christoph Freund has done is going to be paying off for the next five, six, seven years already for Red Bull. I mean, they're putting in hard work, spending millions and millions of dollars, probably to people who are not even in the Red Bull system. So to lose a piece of that puzzle, I can only imagine would have been very difficult for them to deal with. And clearly that's the case. So you just said a moment ago, it looks like he's getting more responsibility. Do you think they're also paying him more money? Do you think this also is a bigger bigger project for Christoph Freund? Let's focus on him generally as to why on earth he chose to stay in Red Bull system then go to a giant like Chelsea Football Club. But to be honest, I, I always think that in football, when people speak, it's not just the case of Freud, but when people speak, agents, players, directors, presidents, uh, you have to look behind the scenes because it's normal to speak to the press in some way. But the reality of this story is that Christoph Freund wanted to go to Chelsea. He wanted to go to Chelsea. He had everything agreed with Chelsea. So it's Red Bull Group to say no. Then Christoph Freund, of course, uh, he's saying that he's focused on, on Red Bull Project. And he is, I'm sure he is. But the reality is that on Sunday, he was 100% ready to sign the contract with Chelsea. So if Christoph Freund is staying, it's because Red Bull Group decided to go strong on this situation. Because, uh, as you mentioned, the point of the project of the Red Bull Group the whole Red Bull group is not just about Salzburg but if you want to bring other people to Chelsea and if you are going to create a problem to the whole Red Bull group with some scouts with some head of scouting this could be the real problem so of course Freund was the face of this story but there were other people behind the scenes and as you mentioned Red Bull group is a fantastic group uh, we mentioned on Monday here on Kegolasso that Christoph Freund together with the other people in the group at Salzburg uh, they did more than 500k a profit with players trading is incredible to do that with Salzburg. He's not speaking about Barcelona, Manchester United or that kind of club. It's Salzburg, 500. is a lot of money. So what they're doing with players, how good they are with the scouting system, how good they are with the contract system because they are never losing players for free. For example, this is something that we see in every top club and never happening with Red Bull Group. They are always ready. Look what happened, for example, at Leipzig with Josko Gvardiol. Chelsea wanted him in the final days of the window for the next summer. They negotiated. They were not able to find an agreement and immediately after they reached an agreement to extend this contract not to have any problem with the player so they have a system in Red Bull Salzburg in Red Bull Leipzig in all the clubs involved in the group and if you're going to bring the director it could be a problem okay but they were prepared to do that if you want to bring other people it could be a huge blow for the whole group and this is why the Red Bull group was fighting against this decision they decided to speak to Christoph Freund to give him as we mentioned more responsibility I think it's more about responsibility and power than money it's not just about money. It's a story of 
responsibility, as I mentioned. And also, it's important to say that also Oliver Minzlaff, the director, the CEO of the Red Bull Group for the part of Leipzig, is doing an incredible job with Leipzig, was also included as one of the candidates for Chelsea job because they are trying to find that kind of profile. And his answer was, no, I'm going to respect the contract. I'm happy here. We have a project for many, many years. And so Chelsea are tempting them, but it's Red Bull Group doing the best to keep these people because they know how important they are to continue with the project. Yeah, I think for a lot of people out there, including Chelsea fans who are tuning in right now, um, obviously trying to understand why would someone turn down Chelsea Football Club to stay at Salzburg. But if you compare Salzburg to Chelsea, um, it's okay. You can probably say, hey, listen, Chelsea's just a giant. But if you compare the whole Red Bull system to Chelsea, then you can see why Todd Bowley is trying to create a bigger animal than just Chelsea Football Club. Let's turn our attention to the Blues for, because I know so many fans out there want to hear information as to what Todd Bowley is going to do next. I mean, he is not the type of guy that I'm sure he hears the word no uh, too often. And he's not the type of guy that doesn't get what he wants. So what do you think in your expert opinion Chelsea Football Club and Todd Bowley do now? First of all, what I can guarantee to you is that they want to keep everything secret in the next days and weeks. So on a journalistic point of view, it's not going to be easy. We have many rumors of directors from Bundesliga again, from Bayer Leverkusen, but also Victor Orta, who is doing a great job uh, at Leeds with the president, Radrizzani. So there are many rumors, many candidates. Paul Mitchell has always been in the mix. In the mix. He's working for Monaco and he did a great job at Monaco. So there are yeah. many, many candidates uh, in, the, in the list at Chelsea. But they will try to keep it secret because I think in this case to have the news public on Christoph Freund created the big problem in the negotiation at the right moment when Red Bull Group uh, knew about this wall story, they were not so happy. So this is a point. Uh, this is a point uh, for, for Chelsea. They will try to keep it secret. They will take its time, I'm told. So they are not in a rush. Uh, maybe it will take some, some days, some weeks. They will have conversations with other candidates. The thing I'm sure that they want to do is to approach the January transfer window with a new director. So it's going to be in a few weeks, I think, end of September, October, we will know who will be the new director of football at Chelsea. But at the same point, they want to follow the idea they had with Christoph Freud. So as we mentioned last time, to buy other clubs around Europe, uh, to buy a real system, not just Chelsea, but a system with many clubs, a group with many clubs included, and to have a director who is very good with data, who is a director who is very good with talents, uh, and also to make big decisions, because I think next summer, with many players with their contract aspiring, uh, and many big decisions to be made, for example, they will probably need a new striker, they will need a new winger, they will need a new midfielder, so it will be an important summer, the next one for Chelsea, they need someone who is ready to make big decisions with a manager like Graham Potter, who is not a normal manager, he's a great manager, but he's very good playing like um, the man behind the scenes, he doesn't like uh, to appear too much, he loves to work behind the scenes, and so they need that kind of director, and this is why they will continue talks in the next days. Yeah, it's a bit of a slap in the pl- in the face for Todd Bowley. And I think, uh, as you mentioned, for this being out in the public, it's not good for Chelsea Football Club and it's not good for Todd Bowley because all of a sudden you're inviting the pressure. Chelsea are not getting their way right now. How much of a disappointment or a setback is this for the big picture, the big plan for Todd Bowley, for his multi-club plan? Do you think this is a big setback when you don't get your number one target and it's played out in public? Is that a big setback? Or do you think they will eventually get the right man and they'll move on as business as usual? I think the best answer is that with their American mentality, they are used to restart immediately their project. You know, also what happened, we mentioned during the summer, they had some blows like with uh, Kunde, with Kunde, with Rafinha. 
And they said, okay, no problem. We will move on and go on another target. So I think this will be the case. They wanted Freund, but they are already thinking of the new director. They are already thinking of other candidates. So I think it could be a blow for a few days. Uh, it's normal. Not It's not so easy for Chelsea fans to see Salzburg's statement to say, okay, our director is staying and this kind of things. But at the same point, I'm sure that Chelsea will never stop. Todd Bowley will not stop. They will continue to, 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 to search for the best man. Uh, they are on it. They are already on it. And so I don't see a problem, honestly, for Chelsea with that. Freund is a great director, but he's not the only director in the world. In the world. There are many very good directors around. And so I'm sure Chelsea will be able to build what they want. Ian Joy with the great Fabrizio Romano right here on Keiko Lazio. Let's take a quick break, but more to come from Fabrizio when we return, including we'll have a look at Chelsea's midfield and the new boy, Dennis Zakaria. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner, from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I'm a I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back to Kate Golat. So it's Ian Joy with the great, the legendary, the most interesting man. I just love Fabrizio Romano. <laughs> Fab, thank you as always for joining you. us. You're just the best. I mean, the information you provide to us is sensational. And what you're doing for the game is very special. So from thank every you. football fan out there, we can't thank you enough for all your hard work. Let's turn our attention to Chelsea's midfield. They managed to make a last-minute approach and, and a signing before the transfer window closed and bring in Dennis Zakaria from Juventus on loan. Um, he did also mention that maybe there was a possibility that Liverpool were interested before he did get that loan move to Chelsea. Can you just explain to us in detail how that move ended up happening and why he chose Chelsea? Yes, it was a possibility. It was never close, honestly, between Liverpool and Zakaria, but we know how they were exploring the market for a midfielder for an opportunity on the market. Liverpool needed an opportunity. And so they wanted to ask many agents about possibilities and Zakaria was available on the market. So this is why Liverpool had an interest. But then it was Jurgen Klopp who wanted a different kind of player. A less defensive midfielder and more creative midfielder like Arthur Melo. And this is why they decided to go for Arthur. If they wanted to go for Zakaria, they had the opportunity to make a bid, but they never made a bid. They just asked for information. But the player they wanted was a quality midfielder like, uh, like Arthur Melo. So this is why the deal didn't happen with uh, with Liverpool and with Chelsea, I think uh, in the interview, Zakaria was really honest. Uh, in the interview he had yesterday with uh, Blick, the Swiss newspaper, uh, he said, 
I didn't know about that story seven, eight hours before the end of the transfer of the transfer window. It was on deadline day, and this is the reality because trust me, on deadline day I was checking some rumors about Zakaria and Liverpool and other clubs around five, five p.m. in the afternoon, and his agent told me, no, no, it's not true. We have nothing. And then a few hours later, everything changed. It was like two hours later. Everything changed with Chelsea approaching uh, Juventus with this loan deal with a buy option because there is a buy option included. It's around 28 million euros with some add-ons for, uh, for Zakaria. I think he was really honest also yesterday when he mentioned Thomas Tuchel because now Thomas Tuchel is no longer there. But he said, I, I decided to join Chelsea also because of Thomas Tuchel. He has the manager who wanted me. So he's been very honest. But I'm sure that Graham Potter is smart enough to understand that Zakaria is an important player for Chelsea. I think he was very good in the first part of his Juventus experience and then everything changed at Juventus, the approach changing at Juventus. And so this is why I decided to, to leave. But now it's a big opportunity for him, for him at Chelsea. So uh, it was a crazy deal because the beauty of deadline day is that things can happen in, in a few minutes, in a few hours. And this is exactly what happened with Denis Diakari. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how deals eventually go down. I saw your tweet yesterday about that interview in Bic, the Swiss newspaper. And I also saw some confusing reports and Chelsea fans were maybe getting confused because there was a statement saying that he didn't want to leave Juventus. I actually went and found the interview and because I speak German, I listened to what he said in the interview and he said, no, no, no. I'm very happy to be a Chelsea player. And even though Thomas Tuchel is gone, I'm really excited about this new opportunity. And you can see with all the footage that came down after that move went down, how happy he is to be a Chelsea player. But Fabrizio, why did it not work out at Juventus for him? If I'm not mistaken, it was only 15 games, one goal, one assist. I mean, what went wrong at Juve for him? And what do you think Chelsea fans can get excited about with his game? I think Zakaria was not the problem, honestly. I think, as you can see at Juventus, the problem is not about the players because all the players are not performing. Dujan Vlaovic is not performing. Di Maria is not performing. Bremer is not performing. Important players, Paredes is not performing. So all the players, Locatelli was being fantastic at the Euros for Italy. He joined Juventus and he's not performing. So all the players have problems. And the problem is not about the players, I think. So Zakaria, I still remember the impact he had when he arrived at Juventus. The first two, three, four games was incredible. Energy. Also some quality, defensive midfielder with some quality, great energy. So the impact was great. And then everything changed around Juventus because the end of the season was disappointing. And the beginning of the new season was completely disappointing for Juventus in general. And so this is why it was not working and he decided to leave. But I think he's kind of Premier League player. I agree with what he said yesterday. He said, I think Premier League will, will be the right league for me. And I agree. He's a player that also Manchester United had in their list when Ralf Ragnick was the interim coach. So he's always been in the list of many English clubs. And now for Chelsea, I think it's a, it's a good opportunity to have a player like him. On loan with buy option is a very smart deal because you have to have the, the opportunity to sign him on a permanent transfer if you want next summer. Otherwise, he will mm-hmm. go back to Juventus. So I think he's a very good midfielder. But now it's important to see how Graham Potter wants to use him, what kind of midfield he's thinking of because it's important for Denis Zakaria to play, to be consistent. He needs to play. He's a physical player and he needs to feel important for the team, not just playing one or two games every month. So he needs to be part of the, of the rotation. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I actually watched him when he first arrived in the Bundesliga with Borussia Mönchengladbach. I called many of the games and wow, if you can get him to reach his full potential, Chelsea fans should be very excited. It's Ian Joy on Kegelazzo with the great Fabrizio Romano. He's given us the inside scoop about Chelsea Football Club. If you've got a question, please drop it in the chat. Fab, I've got a question about Jorginho, but there's many people in the comments asking about Allegri. Is he going to get sacked? So before we go on to Jorginho, do you have anything on Allegri? What are people talking about here? No, 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 no. Oliver, I see your question, but I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Allegri, 
Uh, at the moment, he's not going to be to be fired. Nothing is happening this week or next week. He will have the chance with the game with uh, with Bologna, and then they will play Milan. So important games for Juventus, and of course, the Champions League clash with Maccabi Haifa will be absolutely crucial for Juventus, and then we will see. But at the moment, they continue with Massimiliano Lega. All right, let's get back to the Blues. Jorginho, 196 games for Chelsea since arriving from Napoli back in 2018. 27 goals, 9 assists. He's been a true quality player. I mean, a world-class player. I think his game has actually gotten better since he's arrived at Chelsea. Contract up at the end of the season. Lots of rumours about what can happen with his future. What can you say to the Chelsea fans out there who are concerned that maybe he might leave the club? I think there are chances for him to leave the club, honestly, uh, because the situation at the moment is still open. They are discussing a new contract since a long time, but there is still no agreement between Jorginho and Chelsea. So now I think the new director will be important to understand what kind of idea they have for Jorginho, if they want to trust Jorginho for the future or not. And also, of course, Graham Potter to decide together on Jorginho. But as of now, there is no agreement. Uh, and it's September, end of September. So in January, he will have the chance to sign with any club on a free. And so the situation is absolutely open and he has chances to leave. As of now, a lot of rumors about Barcelona and other clubs, but he has no agreement with any club. He is not discussing or negotiating with any other club. He's focused on Chelsea, on Chelsea. But the situation is absolutely open. It's not 100% sure that Jorginho will sign a new deal. Last one before I let you leave, Fabrizio. We can't thank you enough for our time. I know you're such a busy man, but I've got to ask you about Christian Pulisic. He's just released a book. It's coming out at the end of October. Um, he opened up and showed his anger towards Thomas Tuchel and some of the decisions that Tuchel made in that book. I mean, it's just mind-blowing to me that he stayed at Chelsea Football Club. But can you tell us, was he ever close to departing? And was there any interest in getting Christian Pulisic away from Chelsea Football Club before that transfer window closed? Yes, interest, strong interest on Newcastle. Newcastle were obsessed with, uh, with Christian. They wanted him, but they wanted him on loan and not on a permanent deal. They wanted him on loan, maybe with a buy option, not mandatory. And this is why Chelsea decided to say no. Chelsea, at the beginning of the market, were open to accept that kind of deals. For example, with Lukaku, they accepted a loan deal with not even a buy option included with Inter. But then in July, in August, they changed their position. Todd Boldy especially changed his position, and he wanted to allow this player to leave only in case he had some permanent deal proposal. And this was the case for Pulisic, was the case for Ziyech and many others that were not super important players for Chelsea, but he didn't want to accept any loan deal. So this is why with Newcastle, nothing happened. May United were thinking of him as one of the options, but was never something close because Anthony was the priority. So it was just one of the names in the list, but nothing close. And so at the end, uh, he, he stayed at Chelsea. Uh, and I hope now with Potter, the situation will be different because he needs to play. He deserves to play. He deserves an opportunity at Chelsea. And we will see then what happens in general. Fabrizio Romano, you're simply the best. We absolutely love you. Thank you for Thank everything you. you do. But before you go, give me your prediction. Italy, England's coming up on Friday. I want to know a score from you. I go with England. 2-1. England win. <laughs> My friend, Italy, we are destroyed. You have the World Cup in a few months and Italy will not be there for the second time. So imagine how destroyed we are. It's incredible. <laughs> You're the best, Rapito. Thank you so much for your time, as always. And thank you so much to everybody out there who's been listening to Keiko Lazzo in this special with Fabrizio Romano. We have him on every single week. So please make sure you take a minute to leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcast. We're also available, thankfully, to Fabrizio Romano and his beautiful face on video. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well. Thanks to everybody out there for watching. Fabrizio, I'll see you next time. Thank you.
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. 